A reading of the Holy Gospel according to John. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the doors were locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on him and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven, and whose sins you retain are retained. Thomas, called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples said to them, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands, and put my finger into his, the nail marks, and my hand into his side, I will not believe. Now a week later, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas was with them. Jesus came, although the doors were locked, and stood in their midst and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands, and bring your hand and put it into my side, and do not be unbelieving, but believe. Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to them, Have you come to believe because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and believed. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples that were not written in this book. But these are written that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that through this belief you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord be with you. I hope everyone's had a great Easter week so far. You might notice that I, I, I did catch a cold over the last few days, so if I can't get through the homily and I have to cut it short, we'll just say it was the Holy Spirit kind of, you know, guiding me in that moment. But I, uh, I was reflecting on this passage from John, how amazing it is that Jesus comes into the upper room and the first words he says are, peace be with you. The apostles and the disciples had abandoned him when he was at his cross. Peter had denied him. And instead of scolding them, instead of rebuking them, instead of criticizing them, or some, you could say, comment that one of us would probably make in that moment, Jesus says, peace be with you. And then he tells Thomas to come closer, to come to him, to, to touch his side and to believe. Jesus, after the resurrection, he's just on a whole different plane. His demeanor has changed. He's no longer just, uh, in a sense, hiding his divinity. His divinity is present for all to see. And he's a man on a mission. He wants us to come with him. As I was reflecting on that, I, I remembered a painting that uh, is a, a Renaissance painting, one of the most famous ones, at least according to the, 
the art historians. It was a painting of the resurrection by an Italian named Piero della Francesca. He painted uh, just before the Renaissance was in full swing, so after Giotto it was Piero and then his paintings were often used by Michelangelo and the great Renaissance painters for inspiration. And Piero did something in this resurrection which hadn't been done before, at least not one that I have noticed. It's, he highlights this invitation of Christ to come with him. Before I jump into the painting, we often, even today in our, in our movies and our literature, we often, when we tell stories, we, we use this dualism between the good and the bad, the light and the darkness. If you think of this whole Star Wars idea of there's the good Jedi using the force and then there's the dark side, right? In the Lord of the Rings, you have the fellowship of the ring, the elves and the dwarves and the men, and then you have the orcs and the bad creatures on the other side. Even in movies like The Matrix, you have the red pill or the blue pill, right? Then it's choose your side. Well, we do that today, but that isn't something that we contemporary people have come up with. That's been since the beginning of Christianity. Christ has, you could say, definitively invited the whole world to choose which side you will be on, the side of light and love and beauty and goodness, or on the side of darkness and selfishness. So in this painting, Jesus is coming out of the grave. His look on his face isn't a tender look. It's not majestic. It's almost haunting in a way. He's just faced death and been victorious. And his eyes seem to be making an invitation to you. He's trying to tell us something. Now in the painting... At the bottom, you have these four soldiers. They're in contemporary, or you could say Renaissance-era uh, armor, and they're asleep. They represent all of humanity that is often unaware of how great God is and of the salvation that Christ has won for us. Piero's making an invitation, make sure you're not asleep. Make sure that this Easter you are aware of God's great gifts. Now in the painting, if we just zoom out on the left of the painting, it's a winter scene of dead trees. And then when you get past the flagpole, everything becomes summer. It's a little faded because it's an old painting, but Piero made the difference between light and dark, winter, summer. And what Piero did here, which hadn't been done before, was he painted Christ holding a flag as he's coming out of the grave, victorious, the king of kings. There's a flagpole in his hand. There's a flag with a cross on it. And that's in the time of Piero, Italy wasn't one country. It was divided into little kingdoms and little fiefdoms. And it was normal that you would have to give your loyalty or allegiance to some king on the earth. And the idea of whose flag do you fly, under which banner do you fight, was a common theme. In fact, St. Ignatius of Loyola, when he founded the Jesuits, the Company of Jesus, they called themselves, 
the idea was to choose Christ and to fight for him alone and to take that flag. So the way Christ is looking at us, holding his flag, there's that invitation for us today. Whose side will you be on? Will you choose light and goodness and beauty and Christ or the selfishness of a life out in the pigsty as Jesus used in the prodigal son parable? Now Piero, he actually put a little hidden message in this painting. He painted himself. One of those four soldiers is actually Piero. And we know this because he has other self-portraits which match the soldier, the second from the left. That is the, the painter himself. If you notice, he's, he's asleep, but he's resting, and his head is leaning back on the flag. He's touching the flag of Christ, saying he wants to choose Christ. And that's Piero's invitation to all of us today. Now, this painting in Italy is in a little town called San Sepulcro, which in Italian means the Holy Sepulchre. And it was saved in World War II by a, a, an American soldier who was given the orders to bombard the city to drive out the Axis soldiers that were there. And this soldier named Tony Clark knew that this little town was famous because of this painting. And so he disobeyed orders, didn't bombard the city, and in different ways eventually the city was uh, recovered and set free. And because of that, they named one of the big streets in the town after Tony Clark. So if you go and visit this, look for Via Tony Clark, and you'll find this civic monument, which is now a museum. It was where the town people would gather before their big civic meetings, and as a community would choose Christ. And so my brothers and sisters, I wish it were as easy to say, right now, choose Jesus. Not that easy because we don't choose by just the little words we might say here this morning. You choose which side you're on by the way you live your life. And that takes a lifetime to say yes to Christ. Even if you're like Piero, I would put myself in his camp. You could say recognizing that so often you're asleep, so often you're unaware, so often you're not giving the best of yourself. Our Lord is patient. His message is still, peace be with you, right? The apostles failed him, we will fail him, but peace be with you. Let's make that commitment today that in the course of our life, we are choosing the light and the good and the beautiful. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen.